Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some of the ways we differentiate why somebody has lost mobility between muscle soft tissue and capsular joint play. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance, Boston, Massachusetts. Dan Pope, Mike Scaduto, Dave Tilly, Lenny Macrina. things up. Answering all your questions. Dave, been a little fidgety today. What's going on, man? <laughs> I woke up at 1 this morning. Why'd you wake up at 1? Long story. Long story? Did you, you didn't want to wake up at 1? Uh, I woke up to go to the bathroom and I was very hungry and then I couldn't fall back asleep. Interesting. What'd you eat? Did you eat? I did. I ate a lot. I had some nuts and I had some uh, granola bar. At 1 in the morning? It's weird, man. Okay. Sounds like this could be a whole episode on this. Send, this, send coffee quickly. This, we, we don't want to go into it. Yeah. No, all right. Let's not go into that. Let's. I, I feel like we need to brighten the mood here. Mike, do you have any random... Any random trivia for us yeah, on this facts. one? We put you on the spot. This is really on the spot. No humble brags yeah. about boating or whatever. You know, <laughs> boating safety? Yeah. Um, what about my oh, Lenny, Lenny, what do you have for random Oh, I'm so <laughs> disappointed you didn't have anything. Len, who's our student today? Our, Who do we have? Student, our random fact of the day is we have a student named Trey Martin. Trey is from East Trey Tennessee State University. Trey, what is the... Um, what is the mascot of East Tennessee State University? The Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah, I love like Bucks. a human buck or like a Buccaneers? No, like Buccaneers. The yeah. landlocked school in Tennessee I is Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Like, equated Pirates. with the Pirates. Yeah. Interesting. Pirates. I, thought Pirates. I thought it was a deer. Yeah. yeah. No. Are you sure? Uh, not, not completely sure, no. <laughs> Alright, Dr. Trey, do we have a question from somebody today? We do. Mallory from <laughs> Buffalo, New York. Uh, Mallory. Mallory from Buffalo is like her 16th question, I think. <laughs> but you always have good questions, oh, so we kind of keep we keep taking them. Go Bills, right? Go big, Bills. Big Bills fan. Yeah, Ma- Mallory. What's up, Mallory? Sorry, Dr. Trey. I got excited when I saw Mallory. <laughs> Hi, guys. Heard, Mallory? I have a difficult time deciphering between muscle tissue tightness slash stiffness and capsule slash joint stiffness. You discussed knowing the difference in hypermobile athletes, but can you be more specific on the approach you use to come to that conclusion? Are there specific tests, like a Thomas test, that you use? Go Bills. Hmm. Go Bills. <laughs> I don't know about the Bills. Bills Mafia? Not to date it. Dollar Bills. Not to date this episode, but there might be a matchup coming up soon between our New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> it's got to be terrible being <laughs> in the same conference as the Patriots. It's got to be terrible, but I like Josh Allen. 
Josh Allen. I'm on my fantasy team. He's my uh, second quarterback. He's got some potential, but uh, so I, this is this is a good question, Mallory. I like this, and it's something we've definitely covered like in various components in the past a little bit. But like you know, I, again, I think it's worth repeating and maybe going a little uh, in depth on this a little bit. But you know, really great question. Common question is how do you know the difference between somebody that has a loss of mobility? Is it coming from the musculature being stiff or toned or or tight or dense or whatever you want to call it, or is it coming from the joint in the capsule. Who wants to tackle this one? Look at this one. Uh, Pope, Pope, you got this. Pope, get the shoulder. Oh, boy. I'll share, yeah. the, I'll share on the hip. <laughs> so yeah. We could talk specifics about like each joint a little bit, yeah. too, but yeah, let's talk in general first. Yeah, so I do think, like everyone's saying, it's going to be, it's going to depend on the area you're assessing, right? The really easy assessment is just to joint glides, joint play for whatever area you want to take a look at. So let's say it's the cervical spine, right? Um, you can take a look at lateral gliding each segment of the spine and you can see if there's any global losses in joint play. And if you're checking someone's range of motion, let's say you're looking at flexion, extension, rotation, and you find that it's limited and then you do your joint assessments, you can start to say, I don't know if this is a joint issue. You actually have a lot of joint play. Let's start looking at some of those muscles. So you can start doing some weird tests, like let's elevate your shoulders and we'll try rotating, checking your range of motion, see if that helps because now we're slacking some of the muscles like levator scap and then the trap. And if you find that range of motion improves, okay, seems like it's more of a muscular problem. I probably want to treat those muscles, you know. Same thing goes for the shoulder. You can take a look at joint play and see if it moves fine. And someone does seem a little hypermobile based on that, but they're still limited overhead. Take a look at their lats, maybe put them on their back flex your spine by bringing these to the chest, see if that changes their flexion range of motion. If it does, you can start to rule in the lats, right? Um, so easy answer, look at the joints, and then if you're concerned that certain muscles are going to be players, then try to come up with a position that puts them in a stretch or a shortened position and see if that changes the range of motion. I like that. So I, I, I like how you, you, you changed the, the tension maybe on the muscles and then looked at the mobility again. I think that's something that sometimes people people miss. I like that. Um, what what about like a sequence of all this, right? Because you jumped right into joint mobility on that. What do you guys think like about sequencing in here? What would you do first with somebody that you think would you go right to joint mobility, or are there other options? Uh, maybe start more more general, something like a Biden scale, and just see if they have signs of general hypermobility. It may help you kind of guide your assessment uh, or your examination on them a little bit. Um, if they're what's it out nine nine out of nine on the on the bite scale, you may start thinking more hypermobility of the of the capsule, and then you can kind of guide your exam that way. Um, but I'd probably look at just passive range of motion first, um, see if they're see if they're restricted. Um, talking in the shoulder, we can stabilize the scapula and kind of see where they fall um, in terms of overhead elevation, um, and then you can do a joint play assessment after that. And if the joint is super loose. They're still limited overhead range motion. Maybe they have some um, underlying hypermobility that you, you discovered. Start thinking, okay, it's more of that. And then we can do some of the tests that, that Dan was talking about, changing tension on the muscle, um, changing positioning, and that can help rule in muscle tightness. I like that. So, so get a, a global snapshot of their potential laxity too. So looking at a Biden scale or maybe like a sulcus sign or just, just looking at generalized laxity in general. That's a good point. Dave, what do you got? Yeah, so I was going to kind of 
go off that and I think uh, you know something it was harder for to do that in the hip so you guys have taught us like the capsular test versus the soft tissue test they're pretty easy in the shoulder because the glenoid is so shallow it's good but in, the, in the hip um, unfortunately the acetabulum is real deep and it's like you can't get any accurate um, joint glides it's really not that good uh, so uh, even with people that are dysplastic and I've looked at some of this research because of the amount of like gymnasts and dancers that I treat even if they have um, something called a crossover sign in a lateral center edge angle that's lower which means the hip is really shallow it's still not super accurate for gliding so you have to kind of go off of the bite and score there's a paper in 2017 I forget the author but they uh, took like 50 patients and took their bite and score and then under anesthesia checked pat, like uh, passive mobility of the hip and that was significantly correlated to more laxity in the hip capsule so I think it was over a four um, was the threshold then over a six was like significantly correlated to more capsular hypermobility so you can use those as a bit of more of an assessment because I don't think you're gonna get an accurate uh, you know, passive range of motion, you can't glide, the hips could be harder. Um, so that's just kind of my, where I've gone there and it seemed to be pretty helpful to see, you know, someone who has a lot of laxity is this muscle, is this soft tissue, what are you gonna work on? Yeah, and that makes sense for such a congruent joint like that, that, that you're gonna see that on. So, um, I guess, you know, I guess I would say like, you know, if you notice somebody has, you know, a mobility limitation with like your passive range of motion, I, I think part of what you asked is like, is there a test we can do, like a Thomas test or anything like that? Or do you have to look just at it? The problem with any of those other types of tests, like a Thomas test, or even just some of like the active range of motion tests, is you don't understand like the real reason why they're having that issues. And, and what happens with the bodies, it's going to take the path of least resistance, right? So if if you know you, you think the whole concept of relative stiffness, right? If if you're trying to do a Thomas test and something is limiting the range of motion, something else usually helps to overcompensate to increase the range of motion. So those generalized tests don't do a good job of differentiating what's going on for us, right? So if somebody has a loss of active range of motion, right, and then still has a loss of passive range of motion, then we know it's a mobility issue and not just a motor control issue, right? So once they have that passive range of motion limitation, I think you go right to the joint, right? And you guys, again, kind of covering you guys with the joint. You go to the joint and see how much play the joint has. If that has a lot of play, then I think you can safely say, this is probably not coming from the joint, it's more soft tissue. And then you go to some of the other things like the positional things where like, let's put some of the tissue on slack and see if range of motion is improved again. And I think that's like, you gotta think of it like an algorithm. You know, so I think the answer to your question is I don't think there's a, there's no one easy thing, right? You have to take a huge step back and understand does this person have gross generalized laxity to begin with? And then two is you have to be able to look at the passive range of motion and then the joint mobility and figure out which one is part of it. And I think that's how you kind of put it together. Yeah, I think that just really paying attention to end feel, especially when you're doing passive range of motion can be helpful. Uh, in the shoulder, if it's more of a capsular end feel. Squishy. Uh, it just feels different, right, than yeah. like a different shoulder's a great one to practice on too because it's you know it's the most mobile you can really move it around when you get good at shoulder in terms of your joint plays and like assessing and feel like mike kind of said like i think you'll get better at stuff like the knee that are you know a little bit more challenging to feel i think you can still feel it in the knee and then you go all the way to then like the hip and then okay that's an even bigger deal it's so so hard to feel so I think there's a spectrum, and I think if you pay a lot of attention and practice this at the shoulder, I think that's like a good model to get better at this. So, awesome, great question. Go Bills, thanks Mallory. Another good one, Mallory's probably our, is she, which is probably like her third question, I think that's like a record on the show, that's right? right? That's, you know, percentage-wise, that's like 1%. That's pretty, it's pretty solid. We're almost, well, no, that's like 2% almost. We're almost at 200 episodes.
episodes. We're getting there. Well, you're going to have to have a big party, but Anyway, if you have some awesome questions, even if you're not a Bills fan, you can head to MikeRonald.com, click on that podcast link, and fill out the form to ask us anything you really you want to talk about. But PT, fitness, sports performance, anything like that, we'll be happy to answer, and we will see you on another episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRonald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRonald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.